Welcome to our Victory Outreach Boston podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Praying and jumping in right into what God has for us here. John chapter 3, verse 1. Glory to God. If you have your devices, if you have your word, John chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to read six, six, seven scriptures here this morning. And the word of God says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who comes from God. For no one can perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter the second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. Father, we thank you this morning. God, we pray that you just take control Open up every heart. Use me to communicate that which you place upon my heart. Father, I give you all the glory this morning, God. We pray for miracles. We pray, God, that you move. God, meet every need. God, every person that came, God, let them leave refreshed, encouraged, God. God, with your word that brings substance, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we pray and all God's people say amen and amen. You may take your seat here. This morning, I just want to thank God for my salvation. Uh, I'm excited here this morning. Today's the last day, January 31st of 2023, and we're about to enter 2024. Is anybody excited? We made it. You are here. You're here today. Come on, someone in said, man, I made it. By the grace of God, I am here, standing in my right mind. Some of us had some battles. Come on now. Some of us had some trials. But let me tell you, we're ending the year strong. We're ending with a bang. How many know 2024 is going to be a year of the breakthrough? That's the title of my message, a year of the breakthrough. 2024, some of you are going to get married. Some of you are going to start businesses. Some of you are going to be homeowners. Some of you are going to attain that healing. Your children are coming back. Man, whatever you believe in God, 2024 is a year of breakthrough. It's the year where God's going to move in a mighty way. Breaking through into everything that God has for this church, for his people. It's a year of the breakthrough. It's just around the corner. I like what Tim Story said. You know, he's one of the, you know, I like his swag, how he preaches. He said, just around the corner. Your breakthrough is just around the corner here this morning. So I titled that this morning's my year of the breakthrough. But in order to attain the breakthrough, we have to let go and let God. Somebody turn, turn to your neighbor and tell them, let go and let God. See, that's point number one here this morning. See, Nicodemus had a real need. As we jump into this morning's scripture, he had a need in his life that only Jesus can meet. 
He desired change that the law could not fulfill. He desired change that finances couldn't fulfill. He desired change that his accolades and his education couldn't fulfill. He desired change. But he could not, materialistic things could not meet that. His friends could not, his status could not meet that need. But Jesus, but Jesus, he knew that he was, a, he was from God. He knew that he was a son of God. So he came at night he was afraid. He didn't want to do it during the day. He, didn't want to, he went and snuck at night and met him at night. Come on now, right? Because he didn't want his co-laborers to know that he's meeting up with Jesus, right? Because they hated Jesus. He was revolutionizing the time. But he had to surrender. He had to let go and let God in. Spiritually speaking, if we desire the breakthrough, we have to let go and let God in. Spiritually, for the Bible says flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. So if, you're, if you find yourself fighting God here today, if you're finding yourself, man, uh, bucking against God, then you got to let go and you got to let God do the work in your life. You got to stop fighting. You got to turn from your evil. You got to lift up your hands. Amen. You got to repent from your ways. You got to turn from your evil ways. You got to get on your knees and you got to be born again. You got to have to ask Jesus to come into your heart. You have to have Jesus to come and, and change your life. We can't get a breakthrough Unless we get it spiritually, unless we are in right standing with God, unless we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we admit our, our sins, believe that he's the son of God and that he rose from the dead. That's the first thing. We got to let go and let God. See, Paul, the apostle, found himself doing the same thing. Desiring change, desiring to fulfill the law, desiring to do all these things through education, through moving up the ranks. But he found himself short. He found himself short trying to do things his way, trying to, you know, uh, uh, move according to the law and according to, to, to the customs of that day. But he found himself short. But when he had an encounter with God in Damascus, he had to let go and let God do the work in his life. He had to humble himself. See, without you want to get the breakthrough, we got to humble ourselves before God. We got to turn and repent. We got to humble ourselves before God. Mm -hmm. The phrase translated born again can also be translated born from above. New birth. Being born again is an act where God uh, uh, brings eternal life. Life is imparted into that person. New life is in. There's a regeneration. There's a start over button. God, the seed of God comes and changes. They're born again. For, for God so loved us and is merciful that he made us alive with Christ. That we were once dead in our trespass and our sins, but God made us alive. There's new birth, but it only comes when we surrender. It only comes when we let go and we stop fighting God. Come on now. And God can do the work in our lives. 
God is not able to transform a life when we, we're fighting against God, when, when we're coming against the goats. God desires to change you. God desires to transform you. God desires to take you to the next level. You know where that word takes place? It takes place through healing. If we don't surrender, if we don't humble ourselves, if we don't repent, if we don't give lordship to Jesus Christ, then we can't attain the breakthrough. We have to let go and let God do that work in our lives. See, God desires to heal us. God desires to heal us. For God will heal you. God will heal you. He wants to make you whole this morning. God cares about you. I am the Lord. He heals you, says that the Lord. By his stripes, we are healed. He sent his word to heal us. God desires to heal you this morning. See, when I came into Christianity, I came in all messed up. I came in with issues. I came in with problems. I came with baggage. I came with hurts. I came with pain. I came into Christianity. Man, hurt, orphan, mom passed away, never knew my dad, in and out of jail, drug addiction. Man, toxicity. Come on now. So God had to heal me. I had to allow God to heal me. I had to allow God to break me. I had to allow God to cleanse me and wash me of all the dirt, of all the madness, of all the toxicity, of all the betrayal, of all the madness from the streets. See, God desires to heal you. God wants to heal his people. Hmm? You know, are you in need of a healing here today spiritually? Are you in need of heal mentally? Are you in need of a healing here this morning through your family? Huh? Are you in need of a healing here today in your body? Are you in need of a healing here today? Then I've got good news to you. God is ready to heal you. God is willing to heal you. The best Bible picture of God's desire to heal people is Jesus. I say that again. The best Bible picture of God's desire to heal is Jesus. By studying Jesus, we can see a clear picture of what God is like. The Gospels describe the ministry of Jesus that it seems that Jesus is either on the way to healing, to healing, or coming out of a healing. Hmm? Jesus was always either healing, he was in the process of healing, or just healing coming out of healing someone. This tells us that God is a healer by nature. Healing is part of who he is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God's a healing God. Hmm? Matthew chapter 14, verse 14 is a good illustration of the healing ministry of Jesus. He was moved with love for his people, and he healed their sick. Jesus was still and is still moving because he is love and mercy for us here this morning. Hmm? He desires to make us whole in spirit, soul, body, mind, relationship, every area of our life. God wants to heal. Healing. Healing. I'm going to tell you, 2024 is a year of healing. 2024 is a year of restoration. 2020 years, the Lord, where God bridges those bridges. He builds those bridges in our lives. Your healing is just around the corner. Your healing is just around the corner. Your breakthrough is just around the corner, church. God is faithful. He desires to restore. 
Your children are coming back. Your finances, come on, might be funny right now, but it's just for a season. Before you know it, you're going to step into a season of prosperity. You're going to step into a city of abundance. Because God is able to. God is able to heal. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went around doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. Because God was with them. God was with them. Huh? I mean, you know, our ministry, oh, we come from uh, pretty dark places, right? We come from places of bondage. We come from places of addiction. We come from prisons and jails. We come from broken homes. I got good news for you. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth to heal, to deliver, to set the captive free. In the name of Jesus, this is a Holy Ghost hospital. Come on, I've been set free by the power of God. I'm no longer a drug addict. I'm no longer an alcoholic because God healed me. God delivered me. God raised me up because he is faithful, because he is true. He's a healer, beloved. Now, now you might not be dealing with drugs or alcohol, but what about depression? But what about loneliness, anxiety? What about that empty void in your heart that education cannot fill, that money can't fill, that materialistics can't fill, that relationships can't fill, that power cannot fill, climbing the social ladder cannot fill? Nicodemus found himself in that spot. Paul the apostle found himself in that spot. But only Jesus can fill that empty void within our heart, within our spirit. It's only Jesus. Huh? Healing is necessary for us to grow right. Healing is necessary for us to grow right. See, when we break a bone and we don't heal it, it grows crooked. Right? You have to go to the doctor. You have to break the bone, put the cast on, let it heal right. See, in Christianity, once we're born again, right, we have to go to the maker and let God heal us. We can't carry that hurt in 2024. We can't carry that pain in 2024. We can't carry those bags that we carry. We don't want to let go of those things that we carry, that childhood trauma. We don't want to carry what happened to us. We become victims of our circumstance. But God says, no more. No more. I want to do a new thing. I'm the God of the breakthrough. I'm the God of the healing. We got to step into 2024 believing that God is going to move within our lives. God wants to move within our lives. God wants us whole. Just like a father wants his children blessed. No father wants his children to, right, to not prosper. God desires to prosper his people, but we can't move forward without the healing. I was a broken person before I came into Christianity. And I remember crying for six months, crying in chapel, crying, crying, and crying before God and allowing him to love me, allowing him to wash me, allowing him to cleanse me. And he was healing me. Healing is necessary for us to grow right. I'm going to jump to my second point is grow up. 
We got first point, let go and let God. And our second point, we got to grow up. Turn to your person next to you and say, grow up. At the moment we receive Christ, our Savior, we are born again spiritually into God's family. The seed of God, the rebirth, the regeneration starts when we accept Jesus. But just as newborn babies require nourishment, milk, for it to grow and to develop, Christians need spiritual food for us to grow properly. Huh? God desires us to grow. God desires and doesn't want us to stay the same. First huh? Peter chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 says, Like newborn babies craves pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up into your salvation. Huh? When the seed of God comes into our life, right, it's an inside-out job. Then there's transformation that takes place. In our minds, in our spirit, in our bodies. We're no longer have a dark composure about ourselves. When we accept Jesus Christ, new life comes upon us. Come on. And he desires to cleanse us. He desires to be us Christ-like. He wants us to be like his son. He wants us to be Christ-like. He wants us to move like God moves. To see what God sees. Change takes place when we let God heal us. When we surrender, when we let go, when he heals us, then we can grow. God begins to work from the inside. Real change spiritually is a choice. Real change is a choice. You have to decide to change. You have to decide to let God in. You have to decide, I'm going to change. I'm tired of being tired, Pastor Eric. Don't you ever have that revelation? Aren't you tired of being tired? Aren't you tired of dealing with elementary things? Aren't you tired of dealing with those character flaws? Aren't you tired of taking that anger with you as a believer? Aren't you tired of carrying that lust? Aren't you tired of carrying that jealousy? Aren't you tired of taking those conniving ways? Aren't you tired? Are you tired? Are we tired? Are we tired? Are we tired? But it's a choice. Spirit, you know, man, it's not automatic. Growing spiritually is not automatic. It's not how much time you have in Christianity. It's not by the amount you go to church. It's when you make a wholehearted decision that I'm going to change. I'm going to let God in. I'm tired of Tired. Man, I was tired. I didn't want to be the same person no more. I didn't want to be the angry person. Lash out on people. Treat people bad. As a Christian, I had, I had come to a realization, man, that I need to change. That my life needed to change. And I was tired, church. I was tired. Man, I was tired of taking that toxicity everywhere I go. The, wherever I was, there I was. So I came to a realization, Jesus, you need to change me. That's it. I let go, God. I got to get on my knees. I got to humble myself. I got to do what I got to do. I got to apply the word of God. If I have to fast, if I, whatever I have to do, I'm going to do because I don't want to be the same. Huh? Are you, are you, do you want to be the same? Stay the same. You want to deal with the same issues? Stay the same. We want real change is a choice. We have to decide to let God in. The word of God commands us to grow, 
to grow, to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, to be Christ-like. That's the purpose of change. That's the purpose of sanctification. And I got good news. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the power of God. That's why God, man, he poured out his spirit and made upon his disciples. He, his spirit anoints us. His spirit changes us. His spirit comes and does the work inside of our hearts, inside of our minds. But the spirit, the choice, not automatic. Here this morning, church, going, growing can be both brutal and beautiful. I mean, it's hard to change. Come on, can I get a witness, someone? Change. We don't like change. Man, who likes change here? No one likes change. No one likes to beat the flesh. No one likes to tell us, you know, hey, man, boo, 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 right? When I was in the home, man, they were giving it to me. When I was in the recovery home, you need to change. You need to change your ways. Wow. It was both brutal and beautiful, but I came to understand that God's willing, right, to bring us into seasons of pain. God is willing to bring us into seasons of pain, a trial, of heartache. Huh? James chapter 1, the word of God tells us, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith, the testing of your trust in God produces perseverance. Verse 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. How many know God desires to mature us? Hmm? I came to a realization that God desired to mature me, spiritually speaking. Sweet are the uses of adversity. Shakespeare once wrote, sweet are the uses of adversity. Hmm? Throughout the Bible, we see godly men and women endure all types of adversity. In many cases, they realize much later that God's divine purpose for that trial, for that pain, was for their good. God loves us so much that he, that he doesn't want us to stay the same. God loves us so much that he has to raise up trials sometime, right? He has to raise up circumstances for us to change. But in the pain, his divine power is at work. We look at Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he was despised and rejected by men. That he was well acquainted with grief. The Bible says that Jesus wept. He wept. That the men that he worked with, with the men that he poured himself out to abandoned him. In the most hour that he needed this man, they abandoned him. They took off. What about Joseph who fell victim of his brother's betrayal? That he was enslaved, abandoned, accused, seemingly forgotten about. Have you, have you ever felt that way? Why, God, why? 
Oh, come on. We, we, I, I always say, you're going to have your whys. Why, God? You ever see that? Why? Why did you allow this to happen? Why is this taking place? Why me? Right? We go to the grocery store, this long line. Why, God? Remember that? You pray for patience and you have to wait for like half hour. That's what happens, right? You pray, God, give you patience. You go to the store, you're going to wait half hour. God, change me. And watch, God's going to raise up a circumstance. See, but God will not let your pain go to waste. Here this morning, God will not allow your pain to go to waste. At the time, it doesn't feel comfortable. Come on now, right? At the time, it hurts. Change hurts. Pain hurts. Adversity hurts. I remember graduating the recovery home, and I remember... My first job, right? And I remember I would never be able to hold a job because of my drug addiction. But in that job, man, could God really mold me there. I remember I had an evil boss. He would persecute me by coworkers. I would take my Bible everywhere. And look at this guy. All the guys, guys will be guys. Look at this holy roller, you know? Look at this guy. He does. He, I bet you he's gay. You know, like you know, he's this. And you know, the guys can be rough. The guys, you know, come on now, we're, t- we're talking about worldly, worldly people, and, you know, they don't know better. You know, they're fleshly, and, you know, they throw their jabs. But I remember how to just, like, not pay attention. I remember how to just, like, you know what, I'm going to just be humble, even though I hurt and this, even though I want to lash out. And I did a couple of times, and I asked God for forgiveness. Come on, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie. I, I, you know? But I, there was a season where I had to learn how to forgive them, forgive you know, my boss, I had to lean on God. I had to learn how to fight. I had to learn how to remain in love. I had to learn that God's going to vindicate me. I had to learn how to allow God to be God in my life. And if God is sovereign, God, you know what I'm going through. I'm going to just give this situation to you. I'm going to give these men that are making fun of me to you, God. Man, I pray for my Bible. The Bible says pray for those in authority. So I got to pray. They taught me how to pray for them. Even though he's, I feel like he's persecuting me, he's picking me, he's making my life miserable. You never had that at work or something? Man. But I had to learn that, man, God's sovereign. He orchestrates everything for his good. God's in the midst. God orchestrates and determines everything that's happening, has happened, and what's going to happen in your life. Romans chapter 8, verse 20 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. God's in control. God is sovereign. In those times, what are you going to do? We have a choice in those hard times. What are we going to do? Are we going to do things our way? Come on now. Are we going to do things in the arm of the flesh? Are we going to do things like the world does? But are we going to apply the word of God? Are we going to forgive the people that come against us? Are we going to love our enemies? Hmm? Are we going to pray when we go through the fire? See, the word, the God gave me a word during this time that, 
that came so real in my life. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2 says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulties, I will not drown you. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not burn up. The flames will not consume you because I am with you. I am the Lord God who will never leave you nor forsaken you. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. And what about David? King David never will see kings that the world has ever seen. Never will see. David endured hardship. Huh? If we study his life, he was in the desert running from Saul. Running away. Hunted down as a fugitive. In the wilderness for years, forgotten about. You might feel that, man, where are you, God? The promise of God might seem so far away. You ever had those moments? I'm like, man, God, your promise is so far away. Are you even with me? When we read the Psalms, we see his emotions. We see how he expressed himself. David endured hardship. Paul, the apostle, who considered the most important person after Jesus and the history of the older church and Christianity and almost wrote half of the New Testament, was written by this man who planted churches and raised up disciples, was well acquainted with difficult seasons, painful seasons, trials, tribulations. Sweet are the uses of adversity. Hmm? Adversity is God's university, and it's pain sometimes. Stress. Oh, come on now. Stress. Hardship. You never been disappointed? You never been let down? You never let sickness come upon your body? You never experienced warfare, like one battle after another battle, and then you're like, what? what? Now I was dealing with one battle after another battle, and all of a sudden I turned on my car, and my check engine light. I was like, oh, God. You know, not like, oh, it's not one thing, it's another. God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Man. There's a meme on the internet that goes, there's this guy calling heaven. I was making sure I'm not in the God's warrior list for 2024. He's like, the internet's so funny, huh, the, the memes they have. There's this other one, like, you got chose to be, God's warrior in 2024, this guy's like, oh, no, cut the show, not me, uh-uh, I'm out. Oh, man, it's so funny, dude. I don't know, we can have a fun time in Christianity, right? We have a fun time with the Lord, and sometimes that's how we feel, huh? Sometimes that's how we feel, like, oh, man, God, that deep work inside of our lives. God was preparing David to be the king that Israel needed. Hmm? God was stripping them. God was teaching them. God was showing them how to be that great leader, how to lead his people. Paul the apostle, a lot of people don't know, but he spent three years in the desert where God was molding him and shaping him. He was getting direct revelation from Jesus Christ. He was getting healing. He, he was getting understanding. He was, man, learning 
Our faith. That's where God wants to grow. Our character and our faith to purify our hearts, to become more like Jesus. That's the purpose of pain. Right? What do you show? Like sometimes we've got to ask, Lord, teach me what, what am I have to go through this? Is it for my faith? To raise my faith? To raise my character? Maybe there's some character flaws. Maybe I'm carrying some things that I shouldn't be carrying. Maybe I'm misrepresenting you, God, because of my character, because of this character flaw. And I'm misrepresenting you, and you're doing this so you can do a character check. Hmm? Purifying our hearts. As the keys come up here this morning, hallelujah, I'm coming to to an end. But see, during those difficult times, it can be hard, church. It's not easy. But I got good news for you here this morning for my third point. When we go through trials, when we enter in this journey of growth, we have to partner with God. That's the key. We have to partner with God. If we want the breakthrough, if we want the healing, if we want to grow in the things of God, if we want to be everything that God has designed our lives to be, then we have to partner with God in 2024. We have to enter 2024 partnering with the Lord. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. With all of, that's the word. That's the word, church. That's the Holy Spirit right there. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. In the midst of the difficulties. Are we choosing to partner with God? See, God already did his part. God already came from heaven to earth. He already lived. He already did miracles. He died upon that cross. He shed his blood. He rose from the dead. He poured out his spirit. He gave us his word. He said, I'll never leave you and forsaken you. Now it's up to us to reach out towards heaven. Reach out. That's what the woman with the issue of blood. She said, I'm going to partner with God. She said in her heart, if I can only touch the garment of Jesus, I will be made whole. Blind Bartimaeus, he heard that Jesus walking by. It's Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He said, I'm going to partner with God. But are you desperate here today? Are you desperate for change? There has to be a wholeheartedness from the innermost beings and chambers of our heart. There has to be something that says, God, I want you in my life. Reach out towards heaven, church. Partner with God. Paul tells Timothy right before he's about to die, Timothy, I poured out my life like a drink offering. So train yourself to be godly. 
he was telling Timothy, Timothy, reach out towards God. Partner with God. Huh? We got to be a people of prayer. That's how we partner with God. Praying is communicating with God. Praying is expected by his followers. When you pray, Jesus said, pray like this. Jesus is the ultimate teacher and he modeled prayer. He would send the crowds away and go out to the mountain and to pray by himself. And he was there in the evening alone. Hmm? Praying in the mountains. We got to pray. 2024, if we want to partner with God, we got to be a people of prayer. That's why we're doing the 21-day fast. That's why we're, we're choosing to, 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 to slaughter the flesh. We're choosing to be like, Lord, change me. Lord, I'm going to separate myself. Lord, I'm going to change. That's what fasting is. I don't want to stay the same. Help me to die to myself. Help me to change. That's what fasting is. Prayer. We ask God to, 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 to help us, to strengthen us. What about the word of God? That's how we partner with God in 2024. That's how we grow. Partnering with God by reading and studying God's word. Like newborn babies long for pure spiritual milk so that you may grow and respect it to your salvation. This is right here what's going to change our mind. It's going to comfort us in times of difficulties. Luke chapter 11, verse 28, as I end, he replied, Bless are rather those who hear God's word and obey. See, that's where change takes place. When we hear God's word and we put it into application, change happens. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Huh? All scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. We give you glory, Jesus. All glory to Jesus. And he said, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and the armor of God. Huh? We're going to fight the devil with the word of God. I don't know about you, but it's a fight. We got to go into 2024 ready to fight that devil. Man, I'm getting my breath. I'm getting mines. You got to go. I'm going to get mines. Come on now. We used to get ours in the street, right? I'm going to get mine. We got to take that same spirit into the Christianity. Be like, Lord, I'm going to get mine with you. I'm going to change. I'm going I'm to force myself to the house of God. Oh, come on now. I'm going to read, I'm going to fight, I'm not going to eat this, right? And finally, there's many ways we can partner with the Word of God for the sake of time. As we enter in January 8th, the 29th, and we separate ourselves from fasting, a Daniel fast where we eat fruits and vegetables, and we separate ourselves, and we spend more time in God's Word, we spend more time in God's presence, we spend more time evaluating those areas in our life that God is displeased with, you know, repent, help us to change those ways that displease Him, fasting, right? Fasting is expected by the followers of Jesus. It's a, it's, a, it's a voluntary abstinence from food for spiritual purpose. Like any other discipline, fasting should be practiced a desire to be more like Christ and in a God-centered purpose. Fasting is not dieting, 
right? It's for a spiritual purpose. Fasting is done with a purpose to seek God's guidance. Come on, men of God. To seek deliverance, to seek protection, to express repentance, to express grief, to break the strongholds of sinful appetites of the flesh. My God. Sometimes we carry those pet sins. We carry those things that are not holy, those thoughts that are not holy, those areas where God is displeased in our life. Hmm? To draw closer to the Holy Spirit, partnering with God, huh? To express concerns for the work of, of, of the ministry. Come on, now we know that God wants to move in Victory Outreach Boston. God wants to move through his church. We have to partner with God as a church for the many souls that are dying out there. Huh? What about temptation? So we won't fall to that same thing that holds us down every year. Come on now. The alcohol, the cigarettes, the weed. Huh? For some of us, it could be the sex, the chasing of money, the accolades. Whatever it is that we replace God. Well, what about our worship? Man, I can go on and on, church. We're here this morning. I really believe that 2024 is the year of the breakthrough. But we have to partner with God. As we all stand here this morning and I'm coming to a close. And I, 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 I pray that this word land on good soil. I pray that we can guard this word in 2024. That we can grow up. That we can grow up and be the people that God has called us to be. I'm telling you, your breakthrough is just around the corner. Your breakthrough is here this morning. Your time is now. Change, you're not that same person no more. It's going to take place now. You're going to grow up. You're going to change. You're not that same person no more. Whatever the world spoken to your life, that's not what God has for you. Your mistakes are not, don't define you. Huh? Your past doesn't define you. God defines you. God defines you. Huh? You're not a drug addict. You're not a drug addict. You're not an alcoholic. You're not a gang member, bro. You're not from the hood. You're a child of the most high God. Antonio, you're a child of the most high God. You're the king's son. The Lord is going to bless you and is blessing you because you are God's son. Come on, Christian. The king's kids. So here this morning as we sing a song, I pray that, you know, these altars are open. If you got ministered to, if you're tired of being tired, man, come to these altars. Connect with God. It takes a simple act of humility, a simple act of, man, I need to change. I need to grow. I don't want to stay the same, Pastor Eric. I want the breakthrough. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray this message builds your faith, encourages, and strengthens you in your walk with the Lord. If you would like to partner with us, sow a seed today. Head on over to our website at voboston.org and hit the giving link located at the top of the page. God bless you.